0: Hey everyone, Nat's Mice here again, back with another video. And today I'm going to talk a bit about why family offices are overrated and how to actually channel your energy when you're working on raising capital for any type of transaction. So, yeah, in this particular video, um, you know, yeah, family offices, broadly speaking, you know, They've been a source, and for those who aren't aware, family office just means family investment office. It's, it's a place where you know, people manage the wealth of uh, you know, families that have become really wealthy from, from anything, from business and so on, because you know, they're, they're just these companies that are just speaking in grassroots language here, cutting all the fluff companies that manage the wealth on behalf of others. And you have these single-family offices, which manage the wealth of a single family, and then you have multi-family offices, which manage the wealth of multiple families. And it's not to be confused with real estate's multi-family units, or multi-family real estate properties, that's not to be confused with that, because many people in the sector talk about multi-family in those two senses. So, you know, five years ago, there was a lot of uncovered capital that was discovered in family offices and then it really got really popular but um, you know now what's happening is that the problem with family offices and the problem with some of the language that some people use in the whole capital raising space is that um, you know people just throw on, so I'll, let's split it into three parts. first part, people just throw on the word family office to everything. Um, and it's a bit of a you know, it's, it's become a bit of a cliche now. And there, there used to be a point where there was real, you know, capital that was uncovered in different wealth management scenarios and so on. But, you know, the family office thing, every, anyone can become a family office because if even if you're managing the wealth of, of something, and uh, nothing, so, and what's happened now is that if you work with people that call themselves a family office and so on, uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden what you're going to find is that, um, many people start actually just sending you deals for you to work on and because it's like I thought that they were the ones who were the ones who, were, who wanted to uh, give capital to other people and so that's one problem. So then the second problem that you find is that uh, the language is not really consistent um, and the reason why the language isn't consistent and the best way to know about the language is to know what is the what is the regulation say when it comes to this whole capital market space because If you look at the language when it comes to what is a broker-dealer, what is a a mortgage brokerage, what is an accredited investor and so on, those types of languages, those types of words are more consistent with reality because they have to by law. So, but then when it comes to words such as, even the word hedge fund and the word family office, these words are created words that people just use. And so the best, one of the best ways to get a closer understanding of reality when it comes to all of these terms is to understand what does the law say. And the law has different uh, rules when it comes to funds, like there's a, in America there's a registered, uh, you know, registered uh, investments fund, um, in, in America, there is a uh, registered investment advisor, and there are different terms that outline what you can do and what, uh, what types of companies exist. In um, Canada, you have the uh, mutual funds, you have the exempt market dealers, you have the investment dealers, and you have the different terms based on what the law says. And if you follow what the law says instead of just what the trends say, then it's more productive and then the third piece of hype that comes from the term family office is the fact that um, you know they're really flexible because a lot of them don't have a mandate but you know these ideas are great but um you know like a lot of it like a lot of these things are just broad assumptions that that depend on the relationships you have one thing that i'm noticing is that when private equity firms that have a clear mandate that say oh a private equity firm invests in so and so types of companies it is very easy to communicate them with them if they don't know you because they're already out looking for a particular type of deal so many and I'm just speaking I'm speaking as a generality but many private equity firms that have been mandated to deploy capital or funds that have been mandated to deploy capital I think private equity is even better in my opinion based on just what I've seen then you're able to get a a response from people that don't know you. But the thing with family offices, because many of them, broadly speaking, the mandates are a bit looser and they're more flexible, um, then, you know, it's hard to, like, you have to be more relational driven to entice them. And um, if you just send them a deal that is in, uh, and they don't have a mandate, and they just known to deploy capital into any particular sector, um, then it's harder. Unless you already have a relationship with them, or you meet them, and so on, and that's what a lot of good events can do. But you know, the, my point is that whenever a private equity firm, you know, has the um, mandates to invest in a particular sector or a particular vertical and so on, then even if they don't know you, they don't really care about you, they just care if they get their jobs done because, you know, you have research analysts looking for deals and they'll take the credit and they get their commission if they originate a deal that matches their mandate. And that's not to say that family offices and private equity firms can't mix. And that's going back to the second problem of terminology, because you can have Private equity firms that are that got their money from family offices. You can have hard money lenders that are family offices that got their money from uh, from family offices. You can have uh, anything can be a family office. It's just is this a word? The point is that when they have a mandate to invest, when they have a a mandate and a commission to to go out and invest into some sector or some type of assets, then even if they don't know you, it's easier to communicate with them because they're looking for it anyway. But if they don't have a mandate and they're just a family office and it's really broad, then it's really hard to get something that they want to put money in. Um, That's just my experience. So with all these three things, um, just remember like the first one, you know, family office, a bit overrated because it used to be really hot in 20, in I guess, five years ago when people didn't realize that it was like an underrated type of thing. But now everyone is calling themselves a family office and that links into the second point. Um, you know, family office, uh, it's funny because the language is anyone can call themselves a family office. A family office, as I said in the, in the last points, it can be a fund, it can be a private equity firm. But if you just look at what the law says, the securities law says, people... And re- reality and the l- reality tends to conform to what the law says because people are scared and so if you look at you know what type of fund it is legally speaking and um, what type of investors they are legally speaking then it's much easier to cut through all the noise and then the last piece is um, mainly uh, understanding if somebody already has a mandate for something even if they don't know you then it's easier to talk to them. But if somebody doesn't have a mandate for something and it's just somebody who's random and rich and you don't know what their mandate is, then from my experience and from the pragmatic stuff of what people do and reach out to people and so on, I see less results unless you go out and meet for them and make relationships with them and then they may be able to you know, just do you a favor. But un- un- unless you actually do something that somebody's mandated to do, why talk to you? So with this, thank you for watching this quick video and hopefully it helps you see some of the underratedness and overratedness of uh you know either family offices or private equity firms. If in case you couldn't tell, I'm more of a fan of private equity firms, uh, whether or not they're a family office. And with this, thank you for watching this video and I'll see you in the next one.